learn from the best about the business side of the food service industry. You make food, then let us help you make money doing it. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us info at businesschef.org. Well, hello there, and thank you for joining us on another edition of the Business Chef Podcast. I'm Sean Boucher, I'm your host, and I am grateful to be here, and I'm also grateful for our sponsor, ClickLease. If you haven't checked ClickLease out, you really need to check out this opportunity. You can get the equipment that you need instantly meaning that you can get approved instantly. So go check them out at clicklease.com. We've got an interesting one today. Um, it's not often that we see a lot of new technology out there in the, in the food service space. A lot of things are the same thing, just redone, maybe in a different way or put in a different package. But this is one of those things that I saw at a an equipment show this last year that I was so blown away by because it wasn't broken. This was something that we've all used in kitchens for many years and it wasn't broken. But yet when I saw this, I was amazed at what, what this could do. So uh, without further ado, let's talk to our good friend, Ray Williams. Learn a little bit about him and learn about the VT burner. Well, my engineering background started at some of the larger residential appliance companies that we're all familiar with, the large ones. And I started as an engineer, product development engineer, and I continued in the residential field until the late 90s, where I switched from residential to commercial cooking equipment. And since then, I've been part of the leadership team, project team, product development team, and strategic planning for one of the largest manufacturers of commercial food service equipment. And then 2015, I left the corporate structure of the industry, took some time off, and then from that point on, started working on the next possibility of my career, which included my consulting business, Williams Consulting, LLC. And lately, I took that uh, knowledge that I've had over the past 30 years of my appliance industry and developed new technologies in the cooking industry. So Ray, talk a little bit about your jump from residential into, into commercial. Uh, small story, you know, I was in uh, the residential for so many years, and um, I was uh, relocating further and further from the East Coast, which is where I grew up. And my wife at the time said, Ray, will we ever move back to the East Coast? We're just getting further and further away from our families. So the opportunity came up with Middleby um, uh, uh, Corporation for me to relocate to the East Coast. So I looked at the job opportunity. There were some challenges there financially to make that move from where I was at that time. 
But uh, because it was a challenge, you know, I, I've always taken on challenges and I saw opportunities and, uh, and a growth opportunity for me uh, to expand my horizons in product development. So I took that leap from the residential world into the commercial food service world and spent the first couple of years really learning and understanding the customer experiences so that I could apply um, my technical uh, expertise into developing great products that uh, my customers would uh, appreciate. So here's a question for you, because I get, this, I get asked this question a lot, going in and helping um, individuals build restaurants and spec equipment and things. And a lot of times, if I'm working with individuals who don't know a lot about, um, and, and it could be designers or architects or whoever, they don't know a ton about, um, you know, just commercial versus residential. So talk a little bit about some of the differences there. Cause I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I'll just go, I'll just go buy a stove from home Depot and, uh, and then I'll, you know, I'll feed hundreds of people every day off of this stove. So in, in your experience as an engineer and president of companies, like talk a little bit about what the difference is between residential equipment versus commercial equipment. Well, first of all, it's uh, durability is probably the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, residential appliances are pretty much, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a convenience to the homeowner. In the food service industry, it's a tool. So when you think about, uh, when I look at uh, commercial equipment, it's like buying a furnace for your home or for your building because it's there to serve a purpose so that you can stay in business and, and be profitable. So when it comes down to product development and research and designing products, it's all about designing a tool that will help that restaurant be successful uh, because they're manufacturers of food uh, in, a, in a form of serving and plates. <clears throat> so you don't have a factory operating and the laser goes down all the time. So quality is a big difference and durability to to withstand um, the environment that these kitchens actually put out. And it's quite a bit. Well, I'm curious also about your take on um, buying used equipment versus new equipment because I think a lot of times people look at that initial cost and they maybe put a little bit too much weight on it, especially for those who are just getting up and going and maybe don't have a lot of money, they they will go out and they will buy kind of the cheapest stuff possible. Just thinking that, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to get up and going and then I'll buy stuff later that will will be better without really considering the total cost of ownership. You know, what's it going to take to maintain? How long is it going to last? Et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, what's, what's your take on that or what's your perception of that? So... I'm not, um, just from a business standpoint, I'm, I'm very cautious about pushing the budget, uh, pushing someone beyond their budget because that's just not a good thing to do. However, the other side of the coin is you really have to look at what you're buying and what you're investing in because if it's not going to get you past your initial growth phase, however you put it, a two-year growth phase, three-year growth phase, um, it's, it's, very, it's very iffy 
and you put yourself into a higher risk by investing in something that's not going to get you to that point where you can invest uh, more money into newer equipment and, and higher priced products. So I have those conversations with restaurant owners um, when when they were, you know, looking to buy products from my companies that I was running. So, you know, where are you going to be and and here's the investment and um, and this is what's important for you. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you really have to consider what your budget is, but then you also have to consider how long things are going to last and the quality that, that you're really going for. So having set it up this way, I think let's talk about the new technology. Let's talk about what I saw at the show, the, um, the NAFM show in uh, in Orlando that just kind of took my breath away. And I, I kept bringing people over to the booth to to kind of show them what I saw that was just, man, so super cool and something that I just... Again, I just thought, man, why didn't I think of that? Or why didn't we think of this sooner? So talk about the VT burner and talk about kind of your journey to get there. Well, the VT burner was a technology that was on display. And I was partnering with a company, uh, Venatio USA. Their uh, manufacturer, their cooking equipment comes from the main facility in Brazil. And we partnered up to um, showcase the VT burner because of what it offered in the food service equipment industry. It is the first of its kind developed to incorporate radiant and infrared heating technologies into one type of burner. We have both of those platforms today in um, cooking. However, um, one of the fault the the challenges with the infrared technology today is the durability of the ceramic tiles, which I'm sure a lot of people that's been in this industry is familiar with. Uh, just doesn't stand up with the harsh environments that food service goes through. So it was one of my challenges was to kind of eliminate that that quality um, uh, problem and utilize infrared technology to help in the cooking industry. Also, the other piece of the uh, puzzle was the fact that in open burner top cooking, the industry standard is 40% efficient. And we probably only have just a handful of companies out there or brands that could probably achieve 45, maybe even 46% efficient, which means you're throwing over 60% of your gas away with a standard radiant burner. So infrared uh, cooking offers um, significant improvements in efficiency. And that was my challenge and my target was to try and come up with an infrared burner that could be used in an open top application, have the durability of cast steel, not utilizing the ceramic tiles like we have been for so many years. and um, developed that product, and I was able to achieve that with the VT burner technology, and the Nancio USA company was um, uh, one of the first to to utilize it, bring it to market, and showcase it at the NAFM show. I just have to say that it is honestly 
one of the coolest things I've ever seen. For anybody out there who geeks out on kitchen equipment like I do, um, this is just so cool. And you can go online, and we'll talk about that here in, in a minute, about how you can go online and check it out on YouTube and things. But golly, Ray, you have knocked it out of the park on this one because... Good night. This thing is just so cool. Utilizing this different technology to really make it more efficient. You know, 40 to 45% efficiency is not great. It, you know, and that's the fact that that's the industry standard is sad. Ooh. But man, I I just I really really love this and I encourage anybody out there to really go check this out and dive dive more into it because this this really is like an industry game changer. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, you know, I've been in the product of R and D you know, area, we work on new and improvements, but our focus has always been on what's, what's costing us the most or the biggest headache. And when it comes to gas cooking, gas is cheaper than electric. So it's really easy to turn away from looking at gas improvements especially when you look at an open-top burner today. It's like it's, it can't get any better than that. You know, it's a $25 burner, uh, gas is cheaper, and it works. So why spend any time or R&D efforts into improving something that appears to be, or let's just say it's a lot better than other problems we have to focus on? So, so that's the challenge in R&D is we always focus on the most difficult, well, the most costly or what's costing us the most, which is electric and other new products, and not spend any time on some things that could be just as simple as uh, basic improvements. Um, gas is cheaper, but it still costs. And we saw in, when you look at the numbers, a six-burner range today may cost you about $5,000 a year in gas. doesn't sound like a lot, but if you add that up over several ranges in one restaurant, that's 10000 and then you may have multiple stores, and before you know anything, you're in several hundred thousands, and some larger change could be as much as a million dollars just in their gas bill. So it's small compared to something else, because that's really what we look at, but it's, a, it's still a cost that could be improved um, by tenfold if you just made a small significant change, like the VT burner. You have the radiant heat, which is the flame, and we've been heating up things for, you know, I guess, since the caveman days with, with fire, uh, to infrared technology, which is an improved heat transfer method uh, than radiant because it's line of sight and it's the glowing elements, pretty much like the sun, uh, that transfers heat from one point to another. But when you capture this heat that normally gets ex that escapes around the pots, like we do today, and you, uh, you capture it with the VT fans, and it's converted now into a radiant heat source, it improves that uh, emissions as well as the, gives the pan a lot more opportunity to absorb that heat. Um, both radiant and uh, infrared. And that is an awesome description of, of the technology. And so I'm sure there's people out there who are like, holy smokes, how do I find out more about this? And to answer that question, how do you find out more about this? 
Well, they can contact me directly uh, at uh, www.williams-consultingllc.com or my direct phone number, which is 918-231-5104. And pose their questions to me. I'll, I'll be glad to talk to them about the technology, how it may, offer, may um, provide them with some opportunities to acquire it, either in a range product or how I could help them develop new technology for, for their equipment if they're in the manufacturing. So I would uh, welcome the opportunity to speak to anyone that has uh, a, a, an urge to know more about the VT burner. Also, the product will be presented at the National Restaurant Association show that's coming May, and it is a recipient of the KI Award, which is um, pretty much a coveted award for new technologies in the restaurant industry. And earning the KI Award is so is so cool. I mean, that is that is a coveted award, and that is something that they don't just hand out to anybody and everybody. So that it's cool that you're getting that like independent third party validation, also uh, by getting that award. So for anybody who wants to just check it out right now, um, where can they go online and just see how it works? When you go to the website, which is vtburner.com, or you, as I mentioned earlier, there is a direct link from my consulting website that'll um, queue up the video where you get to see the product itself and functioning and learn more about its uh, ability and how it, how it performs. And then pick up the phone or send me an email and let's connect. Uh, so let's get to know each other and I will see what I could do to help you uh, achieve some improved efficiencies and performance and save you a lot of money uh, in your uh, restaurant um, operations. For any operators out there who are listening to this, particularly those of you who are running chains or in, in, or in chains where there's multiple units, Man, it just can't be understated that there is some pretty significant cost savings as well as efficiencies to be gained. Um, and, you know, there are there are opportunities to possibly even retrofit what you currently have. Um, you know, but I, I think that's where you where you take a chance and you call Ray and you find out what what your options are. But I highly advocate for this and I highly advocate for you. Um, to go and check this out and and really see how how you can save some money and gain some efficiencies. Right. If you recall at the show at NAFM, we were um, uh, demonstrating and showing you know people that came to the booth how much money they're actually spending in gas, and if ten, twenty, thirty, or forty percent of their Open top burners where uh, gas consumption was reduced. It was a significant number. You know, some of the chains saw 300 to 50 to as high as a million dollars. I know some of the large chains uh, we all recognize all over the world were were there looking at the numbers and said, "Wow, I, you're right. It, it's a small amount, but it becomes pretty damn big." And I look at what 20 percent gas savings or 30 percent. And in some cases, the VT burger could actually be as high as 50% savings, depending on the performance level that you are at today. Um, a 16,000 BTU burner 
and easily outperform a 25, 30,000 BTU burn. So that there again, you could see the significance of reduction and having a burner that still functions and performs just like one of your high output gas guzzlers. Let's call it that. <laughs> and that's such another cool thing to me is that you can spend less money on a, you know, quote unquote lesser burner or cheaper burner and have the same output as as a higher quality one. That's true. And you don't, and the burner itself, I mean, just apples to apples, it's, it's a typically cost, standard cost cast burner, pretty much like what you're using today. It's just designed and it functions differently. So, of course, there's a premium most manufacturers would, would put on a higher uh, performance piece of equipment. But the premium far, you know, the, the return on that investment far outweighs the premium that you would expect for uh, a range like that. We're seeing by the numbers um, six months, uh, six months return on that investment for going to a um, higher efficiency VT burner operation versus a standard range. Six months ROI. Well, if you didn't have enough reason before to go check it out, hopefully you have enough now. And uh, you need to you need to not only check it out, but for those of you who are who are going to NRA both this year and and in the future, because I can imagine this will be there. You need to uh, you need to go see my good friend Ray. Yeah, please come see us at the Kitchen Innovation Awards uh, Pavilion, and you will see the uh, VT burner on display there. Oh man, Ray, this has been fun for me. This is. Like I said, I love to geek out on on kitchen equipment. And uh, man, thank you for innovating and creating something that we didn't even know, didn't even know that we needed to improve on. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Well, that's what innovation is all about, is bringing bringing forward things that uh, we didn't think was possible or we just weren't thinking about. Oh, man. That was a lot of fun. I'll tell you, I just, this is one of those reasons that I love doing this podcast is talking to guys like Ray and talking to people that truly innovate and truly bring new things to market to, to help us, to help us make more money, to help us save money, to help us be more efficient. And that is why we're here to hopefully give you guys some options out there as to what to look for and what to do and how to do it. And just help you be all around better operators and better stewards over the resources that are entrusted to you and better, better people, better operators all around. So thank you for listening. And don't forget that if you need the capital to go buy a VT burner, you need to check out clicklease.com. Thanks to them for sponsoring this and can't say enough. Go check the VT burner and go check out ClickLease and get the money you need to buy your very own VT burner. Hey, thanks for sticking around. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends, family, co-workers, or anyone who's interested in making sure money. And when you get a second, give us a review. It really
really helps us get the word out as well as letting us know how we're doing. Want to connect with us? Check us out at Make Food Make Money on Instagram or Facebook. Or email us, info at businesschef.org.